We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Kits and Wagers coming to you live Friday morning. I'm Adam Zadroik, joined by Chris Owen. Chris, it's 8 a.m. over where you at. I see the sun in the background, so happy Friday. Happy Sunday. Sunday, not Sunday, but Game Week 17, we, you have a lot of work to do, uh, is what I'll say. It's been a tough couple weeks here. Uh, we got to get it back, though. We got to get it back. Um, Chris, Happy Friday. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate you leading off there. You know, uh, it is a sunny day. Uh, we A rare sunny day here. Uh, a rare Friday show for us as well. It's a little after 8 a.m. local for me, uh, almost near in the noon hour for yourself. We, uh, I think we're, you know, just like we're coming up on the shortest day of the year here in December. I'm going to keep that theme. I'm going to keep a short memory here going off the past couple of weeks. We, uh, I missed a couple close ones. We're back. We're in, you know, once more another show here. We have a fun slate. Um, maybe not the, maybe not in, you know, in the last two weeks, we've had like a few big games with uh, Villa City, uh, Villa Arsenal, and a couple other big ones there too. Maybe not the biggest games on uh, on this week's show that we're going to talk about, but still just as important. We are going to get into that, uh, that, uh, that big game on Sunday too. But uh, I'm excited. I, I got some wins to get here. So uh, I, I think. I think that's the most important part. Yeah, if you're watching on YouTube or Twitter, make sure to give a thumbs up, like, subscribe to the channel. But you can see all the games we're talking about. Bournemouth, Luton, Burnley, Everton, and yes, Liverpool, Manchester United. Chris, you're struggling, but I'm 9-2 and two in my last 11 bets on this show. So I'm just going to shout out myself because it's been a rough season on kits and wagers for me. But I'm starting to get it back, as I said I would. So as you can see on the site, my betting article was posted earlier this morning. And uh, show favorite, Thomas Frank, on the cover. I have – I got a nice little Brentford bet there. Just going a little bit against the public there. Brentford are home against Aston Villa. I'm not going to mention what I went there. You got to click on that article. But we also got a bunch of news happening. Brian Bomo undergoes ankle surgery. He's out for a few months. Cole Osho undergoes knee operation. We got some questions for the weekend. And Cuckoo's finally going to be back for Chelsea. But this first game we're talking about, this massive game we're talking about here, Bournemouth, our home against Luton Town. Everyone's two favorite teams in the league, one could argue. Uh, Bournemouth are minus 
215 to win at home. This is this is a big number here. I can't remember the last time I saw Bournemouth in league play as a minus 200 favorite. They were minus 175 about a week ago. You can check that out on the Rotowire betting pages here. But minus 215 to win for Bournemouth. Luton Town are plus 600. The draw is plus 370. Over two and a half goals, minus 155. Under two and a half goals is plus 125. There's not a ton of injury situation for Bournemouth. They've been pretty much running running out the same kind of lineup that they have been, and they've gotten a lot of success with it. One of the most informed teams in the league. Luton Town, they'll have Nakamba is suspended, but Agbene should be back from his injury. Osho should be back from his injury. Um, Lakanga might be back from his injury, uh, but they do also get Kabore back. Uh, he was un- one uneligible to play, ineligible to play against Manchester City last game. So he's going to be back. Uh, they play well at home, but they struggle a little bit away from home. So what do you think? What do you think is going to happen here? Bournemouth in form, Luton Town away from home. What do you got? You said it. Two teams kind of on different paths right now. Bournemouth has been really strong lately. They've they've got what four wins in their past five matches, and uh, and one of those was a draw. Luton Town, of course, has, has dropped three straight. Like not maybe not uh, not as tight defensively as you'd like to see a team. Uh, you know, they, I, I will give them credit though. They have, they've had a really tough run of, of matches lately. They, they just lost a city, gave them a pretty tough match too. Uh, that was two, one, they lost the week before in heartbreaking fashion to that late, late Declan Rice winner. That was four, three, uh, Brentford three, one, they did manage to pull in over <laughs> a, a kind of down bad, uh, Crystal Palace team and then lost to, uh, to Manchester United prior to that. But yeah, Luton on the road, I am not super <laughs> Can't be that confident. Bournemouth, of course, playing great lately. They, they've conceded. Uh, they've kept clean sheets in consecutive matches against Crystal Palace and Manchester United. So getting it done on the defensive side. Also fill in the back of the net that I I, I will say maybe I didn't see the, the 3-0 win over Manchester United at Old Trafford coming. But, uh, you know, I apparently haven't had a crystal ball here lately. But couple interesting things here you know two teams who um, given Luton's propensity to give up goals I am all over the both teams to score here it's uh, a yes on both teams to score it's a minus 125 I think that's the play here I mentioned that Luton Town given up a ton of goals they've given up let's see seven goals in their past or no sorry uh, nine goals in their past three matches all losses I two of those were at home they gave up. Uh, they gave up three to Brentford on the road. I, they, it's not like they're good defensively. I'm curious. You look at. Uh, I looked at a couple other bets, but uh, I was kind of blew my mind. But Bournemouth over one and a half goals. I was like, oh, that was the first bet I looked at because of how many goals Luton's been given up. That is minus one ninety five for an over one and a half goals for Bournemouth. I was like, geez, you know, absolutely not. Get, not doing us any favors there. That was kind of disappointing, but. You know, on that same line of thinking, I, I was like, Luton can score. They've scored, you know, three goals against Arsenal, uh, one against City, who are obviously a good defensive team. I like both teams to score here. And then the other one that I also wanted to do, but is uh, I feel like Luton has at least been hanging tough with, you know, top sides. And despite all the losses, they're, they're still like in a lot of one goal games. But I did. I was interested in Bournemouth minus one and a half at plus one thirty-five. That would have to. A couple of things would have to happen there. But I just decided. You know, I think they're both going to score goals here. We're going to see like a a two-one, maybe a, a three-two type of type of game here. 
Three two. Why not just bet over four and a half, huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't. You know, don't didn't have the uh, the metal Gump. to do. Yeah, Luton Town coming off some massive games. They play well at home. They battled at home against Liverpool and Manchester City, even without a guy like Gabore and some other injuries in there. But at the end of the day, they they kind of kind of let go a little bit and lost those games. So now they're away from home against Bournemouth. And one thing that stood out to me, uh, in addition to so Luton Town are bottom of the table in terms of possession. They have on average the average. Two percent less possession than Sheffield United, who are above them in terms of possession. So I just looked up their last few road games here. First half, twenty-four percent possession against Brentford. First half against Manchester United, twenty-four percent. First half against Aston Villa, twenty-three percent. First half against Nottingham Forest, another team that doesn't possess the ball a ton. Luton Town had thirty-four percent possession. First half against Everton, another team that don't possess the ball a ton. Luton Town at thirty percent. So we're going to get Luton Town in the first half, you know, unless they, they go wild, they go crazy, and and Edwards decides, hey, let's possess the ball. We don't want to we don't want to let, uh, you know, Bournemouth dictate this game kind of thing. But, uh, you know, that's probably not going to happen. It's probably going to be Luton Town 25% possession. Bournemouth's last home game, in addition to playing well, they had, they had more corners than Aston Villa. Aston Villa, everyone is, you know, talking about Aston Villa. They, they're coming off a couple big wins. Bournemouth are back at home. And I'm, this is a corners and wagers show. So I'll say that right now. I have four corners bets. If you don't like corners bets, then I'm not going to apologize for it because it's going to be four winning bets. But we got Bournemouth minus one corner in the first half at minus 115. So if we, if we go with the assumption that Bournemouth are probably going to have 70% possession, 75% possession, that's going to lead to corners. They're going to be in the attacking third a bunch. Uh, they're in form. So you got to think that they could be – this could be three, four corners in the first half for Bournemouth by themselves, if not more. So let's just go Bournemouth minus one corner in the first half, minus one fifteen. I think you, I you have a. You told me before the show you have a, another corner bet in this in this game, though it maybe doesn't correlate just, with mine. I was just going to mention this because you know, good to look, but on the on the handy dandy RotoWire cheat sheet, you can look at corners conceded per team over 90 minutes and Bournemouth can see the third most amount of corners per, uh, per 90 minutes uh, for a team in the Premier League. They're giving up six and a half corners a game over on DraftKings. You can get, I think I looked last night. So this, I guess this doesn't matter too much, but the over three and a half corners for Luton was, it was minus minus one forty. Now I look now and it's over four and a half corners for Luton and that's plus plus one forty. So you you know one more corner but better odds. Luke Bournemouth giving up, averaging six and a half corners conceded per ninety minutes. So kind of in kind of a something worth considering there. But you did you know the the scary part of that is you did mention how little possession Ludenton typically get. If it was if it was four corners instead of five corners, I would feel a little bit better. I mean you're losing odds there, but I and they're kind of a you know. Minus 140 is a bit different, but uh, yeah, I would consider that if if uh, if you were looking for another corner bet to tack on there. Yeah, I'd say if you want to do a Luton Town corner bet, I would say in the second half because a lot of these games it seems like they're just kind of kind of run out of the stadium a little bit in the first half, and then in the second half they have a team talk and they just play a little better. They they attack a little more. They have a few more corners. Uh, just in comparison, Crystal Palace had three corners. 
home against Bournemouth, and then another Sheffield United at home against Bournemouth. They had four corners. Just in comparison, kind of somewhat like for like teams. Uh, so I will do throw I will throw that one out there. But I will say, if we're thinking both thinking, you know, Bournemouth probably going to win this game, and they're at home, maybe they score first. Maybe they get a goal or two in the first half, and then it's kind of one of those situations where Bournemouth don't have to press as much in the second half. They don't have to play the same. They're up a goal or two. Luton are pressing a little more in the second half. That's when their corners are going to happen. So I think if you want to look at corners, maybe look at the look at the second half for Luton Town. Good call. Next, I mean, both yeah. teams came up with a lot of corners either way. So they're both in the top, in the top, I think top eight of corners conceded. So um, a little bit to consider. The next game we're talking about, the game of the weekend, I think you called it. We got Burnley. We got the Sean Deitch game. Sean Deitch Bowl. Uh, what do we want to call this? A Sean Deitch? Uh, uh, bowl Sean. doesn't look quite right, but... That'd be a very Americanized version of no, yeah. I was I was thinking that just as I said it, but Burnley are at home against Everton. The Deitch duel uh, is what we'll call it. Here we go. Here we go, Adam. (laughs) Deitch duel. Uh, We got Burnley are at plus two fifty five to win. Vincent Company's Burnley. Everton are plus one fifteen to win. The draw is plus two forty. Again, line movement you can see has changed a bit because. Everton having a little more success than earlier in the season. Uh, Everton went from plus 140 to win to plus 115. And then Burnley, again, this is in the past week, Burnley went from plus 190 to win to plus 255 where they currently are. So clearly money's coming in on Everton with a few more wins for them. The over two and a half goals is plus 105. Under two and a half goals is minus 125. Injury situation. So we're going to get Nathan Patterson probably at right back for Everton. Uh, Ashley Young's out. Seamus Coleman's out. Uh, Jared Branthwaite is suspended, so probably Michael Keane playing center back again. Adrisa Gay is suspended, so we're probably going to get Amadou Anona, Onana back in the center of midfield. I think those are the main changes there. And then pretty much the same injuries for Burnley. I mentioned Coley Oshu had knee surgery recently. Though Charlie Taylor is suspended, so they don't really have – Charlie Taylor, Taylor has played a bunch this season at left back. Uh, Hans Delcroix, I think he has one start in the season and looked terrible. So I'm not sure he's going to be starting for Burnley. I put Connor Robertson. I'm not sure if he's ever played left back in his career. He's more of a right back. So we'll see how that, that shakes out for Burnley and what they want to do here. But home spot, both teams have some absences here. So you think Deitch gets the better? They're, they're a little bit in form. I, I would say the one thing about bit. Everett. A little, I would say the one thing about Everton is that they kind of been playing the like the same team all season. It's just some games are going to hit the back of the net, and some games they're not going to hit the back of the net, and they're going to rack up three expected goals kind of thing and lose a game. Uh, that That's just what's been going on all season kind of thing. More recently, they're finally scoring, so they're getting those wins. But do you believe the odds movement here in Everton uh, now plus 115 to win on the road here? It, I mean – I'm just going to get out in front of this one but and say that I'm taking Everton money line plus 115. But you, I mean, four four wins in their last five Premier League matches, that's that's not a team in a little bit of form. That's a team in a lot of bit of form. They, of course, <laughs> lost 3-0 to Manchester United. That was at home. That was pretty disappointing. But they, I mean, they beat Crystal Palace, who's, of course, pretty mid-table. Um, and then every, they beat Nottingham Forest away which is nothing to really hang your hat on, but they smoked Newcastle. That was at home. Then they beat Chelsea 2-0. They haven't, they've kept a clean sheet in three straight matches. They've been playing really strong defensively. 
And of course, Burnley, you know, to start the season, they really had a tough run. run. I mean, at home, they had a bunch of tough teams. I think they started the, the season with Manchester City and then had a, played in a couple other top sides. But uh, Burnley at home hasn't been that great. They've been giving up, giving up quite a few goals. They ha- currently have 20 goals conceded at home. Uh, they've at least scored a little bit, but other than, you know, other than that, it's it's been kind of a bit of a struggle for them. But I I just like the way that uh, Everton are playing. As I mentioned, they've they've been winning games recently. Sean, we've got the Sean Dyche revenge game narrative too, which we all love. Uh, I think I think Everton's win this one. I know you mentioned a couple injuries. Also, can I looked the over under is kind of interesting too. I'm, I don't know what to take here, just given how well that Everton have, have been uh, in, in terms of conceding goals lately. But the over two and a half is at plus 105. You look at some of their previous matches here too as well. In I think the past five matches, it's been it's been over two and a half. Uh, I mean, they did play earlier in the season, but that was in the League Cup, so it's kind of tough to uh, tough to to gauge that one. That was three nil in in favor of Everton at home. But prior to that, um, and this is, you know, obviously goes back another season because Burnley were not in the league last year, but 3-2, 3-1, 2-1 in the previous three matchups there. So there's been quite a few goals, but I think uh, I, I like Everton as like a 1-0 or 2-0 win here. 1-0, You don't believe in Burnley to score at home? No faith in, in Vincent Company here? No faith in Jay Rodriguez, Johan Bergu Munson, legends of the right. Premier League? Do I have faith in no? <laughs> no, I don't. Have faith in yeah, no. I'm so, yeah. I'm gonna stick to my guns there and say no. Are you worried that Everton have prob two new starters on the back line here? If you're projecting a clean sheet, I mean, definitely, definitely a little concerning there. But I, I got a good setup, man. There, there, they should be fine. All right, here we go. Corners and wagers. So you mentioned that last game. I didn't even look at that last game, but I just pull up the numbers on that last game when they travel. Both teams are pretty much, for the most part, almost A squads for these teams. Um, you know, guys like Dan Juma got a start for, for Everton. Uh, and then Burnley's back line had, was looked a little different at that point. But of note, in the first half, when, when you know, these teams aren't really playing off of the scoreline, uh, Burnley had 61% possession, three corners. Everton had one corner. So when I looked at this bet, I think I took, I made a mistake bet last week when I bet Everton corners. But Everton are near the bottom of the table in terms of corners. Uh, they're also near the bottom of the table in terms of possession. So this is kind of like a patented uh, Sean Dyche team. They've kind of turned into this a little bit where they're having success. They don't have possession off the counter a lot. And it's not going to lead to corners. So... The worry here is that Burnley aren't going to get to five corners, but I think the value is enough to where I feel comfortable. And and when they're as long as they're not winning this match, as long as they don't go ahead, uh, you know, one nil, two nil, to kind of thing, and, and then Everton are pushing. I think Burnley are going to get to five corners, so I'm just going to take Burnley race to five corners at plus one fifty five. If you want to go smaller, Burnley race to three corners. I think is like minus one one oh five, something like that. Burnley. Uh, maybe plus 0.25 corners in the first half uh, isn't also in play. I just like the value a little bit here. Uh, Burnley are at home. They're a team that's they like to possess the ball more. They're probably going to have 60% possession in the first half, if not for the entire game. So I see the value. I see I, I, I feel pretty good about what the possession is going to be like. So why not just bet on the corners at plus 155? So uh, another bet that I, I like, I like a, a decent amount here. 
cornerbacks corners feel like a lot or no? Um, it's just because Everton don't allow a ton of corners. There was a similar spot. They played at Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest had uh, four corners. It's just uh, a lot of these Everton games just haven't had a ton of corners, which is which is kind of the worry. But then you know you throw out you throw in Nathan Patterson playing fullback, so that you, uh, Michael Keane playing center back. So you throw in some new defenders. Maybe they're not going to be you know as stable as not allowing corners. Um, pulling up the numbers here in terms of corners allowed. I guess Everton are middle of the table. They allow 5.44 per game. So I guess you can look at it like that. But I I, I just think that, I don't know, they're not going to have possession. And five corners isn't a lot. No, I would say. But they're, they're recent Everton's recent games, there hasn't been a ton of corners outside of, I guess, was it the Manchester United game? Maybe something like that where – where they got to 10 corners and Manchester United had one or something because they were up three nil, something like that. But what do you think? Burnley race to five corners. I think I'm, you know, five. I know you're betting Everton money line. So maybe you just have no faith in Burnley here. No, no. I I, I like where your head's at on the, on the, on this, this Burnley corner spot, but like peripherally you could go race to three corners, which is minus one Oh five for Burnley too. I mean, a little bit different. Maybe you think Everton are going to get in there early. I just want more money. I want more money for the fans. That's my goal. Yeah, I, and I understand that. That's fair. I'm just giving a couple other options here. You got. I mean, you could also parlay the race to five corners with the over the Burnley over four and a half, which is minus one ten. If you really wanted to go and uh, and grab a little extra money too. So, I mean, you consider the race of five over the four and a half. Maybe you even throw in the race of three too, but. Honestly, if you want to go wild, if you think, let's just say, let's put together a single game parlay. Let's say Everton money line first half, Burnley race to nine corners. So we have the entire game is one nil, but Burnley are going to rack up 10 corners. You're going to get like plus, I don't know, 800 odds, something like that. So Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, it's plus 1000 for Burnley to nine corners. There you go. And then throw in like Everton first half money line. I mean, this is how you build single game parlays. We're just we're just making you rich here with with building these out for you. We're putting yeah. in the work. Exactly. What I'll say. <laughs> All right, we'll get here. Liverpool, Liverpool home against Manchester United. So we got four games on Sunday. There is a game Friday. There is a game later today after we're talking. Nottingham Forest host Tottenham. We're not talking about that one, but here we go. Liverpool home against Manchester United. This is what everyone came for. Uh, just kidding. As I said, everyone loves Bournemouth and Lewintown. But Liverpool, minus 310 to win. Again, another game where the odds have moved a lot. Uh, probably since Bruno Fernandes got his fifth yellow card and is suspended for this game. So Liverpool, minus 310 to win. They were minus 245. Manchester United are now plus 700 to win. The draw is plus 500. And unsurprisingly, Goals are expected. We have over three and a half goals is minus 120. Under three and a half goals is minus 105. So as for Liverpool, I think they're mostly fine with what they've dealt with. McAllister is going to be out for maybe another week or two. Uh, otherwise, all these guys have been out for some time. Bruno Fernandez is suspended for Manchester United. They have a few more questions. Marcus Rashford has been kind of a lot of weird absences is what I'll say for Rashford. Uh, missed midweek with an illness. Missed recently another prior match. He might be available here. Uh, Luke Shaw left 
uh, Tuesday's match with a hamstring issue, but he trained Friday. So it seems like he might be ready to start again. Otherwise, at center back, we'll see about Lindelof, but uh, projecting Johnny Evans and Rafael Varane to start at center back, uh, assuming, you know, Luke Shaw doesn't get to start there again kind of a thing. So as we can see on this list, if you're watching on YouTube or Twitter, there's there's a lot of names on this Manchester United list. And then you throw in the Bruno Fernandes suspension, and maybe the lineup's going to look a little different than what we've seen. But overall, Anthony's healthy, Garnacho is healthy, Hoyland is mostly healthy. So those, you know, those front three attackers probably outside of Bruno Fernandez, those three guys are probably have been their best, uh, most creative players this season. So you are the Liverpool guy. No McAllister in there. Endo probably started for him. They rotated a bunch Thursday, so that's not really a worry there. What do you think here? Minus 310 is a pretty big number. They won this spot, um, uh, what, 7-0 last season. You think it's going to be a repeat 7-0? Do I think they're going to put up seven goals? Probably not. I'm, you know, we're, we're back to talking about Liverpool. So, and that's, that's really what I needed to get back on track. I think I've been trying to avoid betting on them and uh, you know, you got to know, go with what you know, Johnny Evans and Rafael Varane at center back is certainly an interesting rollout there for United. It feels weird because United have been, I don't think they've won at Anfield in seven years. I was reading recently, which is, it just feels like this is a tough spot for, for, you know, Liverpool's rested. They, I think the only starter that played on Thursday Canate started was Canate in their, in their loss in the Europa league. Um, so that, I mean, they're, they're well rested. They had a full week of training. I think a lot of those players didn't even, I don't even know if they made some of them didn't even make the, the trip, but uh, yeah, they're, they're rested. They're in a pretty good way. Like Endo, maybe not as preferred as McAllister in the middle, but I, I think they're, they should be fine. They're playing well. They, them, and I think Newcastle are the two best teams at home. Maybe City's in there too. At least I know defensively, those are the two best homes teams at home. But let's focus on a. You know, last year I'd made the same bet. I think I took uh, Mosal and a hit seven zero. Mosal up anytime goal scorer. Liverpool money line at home. Just it feels same game parlay here too. So you're you're kind of. You don't quite. I think it was solid as minus one forty or minus one forty five as an anytime goal scorer. So, I think you he got minus one thirty five uh, if you just bet it by itself. Yeah. So, looking at looking at his track record, solid against Manchester United, he has the most amount of goals against any team against United. He scored twelve goals. He's provided four assists in twelve matches against United in his career. So, you know, thinking along those lines, I'm taking him to score at least one goal and Liverpool to to win here. They've United haven't won at, at Anfield in seven years, as I mentioned. There's a couple other things out there, but I think uh, those are the two two big things. I mean, Ella, Liverpool over two and a half goals is minus 125. Asking a lot to score three goals. Uh, both teams to score. Um, no, Liverpool's actually been had a lot of quite a few shutouts uh, at home recently. So I don't know. I, what do you think? What do I think? Yeah, I was going to say earlier in the week when we were talking about games to cover, we were like, obviously, we're going to get this one. You're like, solid to score. I don't even need to look at the odds. So you stuck you stuck there with the Liverpool. You just had to get better uh, better odds there. You threw the Liverpool money line in with Salah, anytime goal scorer. So, I mean, it's hard to say. I think Manchester United are going to, you know, win or, or have a good chance here. Um they're coming off three straight home matches, and one of those home matches with 3-0 result against Bournemouth. They had Bayern Munich, 
earlier in the week, that one nil loss, which kicked him out of champions league. And I mean, you have these games, you have Eric Ten Hag in, you know, precarious spot. He's kind of what I've been seeing for the past two weeks. I think he's kind of level with Steve Cooper in terms of the first manager to be fired. We'll see what happens with Ten Hag. Is he going to get anything from this Manchester United team? That's that's going to be the question here. With no Bruno Fernandez, you know, maybe taking Bruno Fernandez out of the lineup, maybe that gives him a, you know a different mentality. I don't know. You, you know, there's always questions about Fernandez's the mentality and the way he acts on the pitch, kind of a thing. So, I don't know. Maybe take him out, and uh, that gives him something else. It seems like club captain. Yeah, probably is not going to happen. No, that's McGuire. Uh, no, Maguire was removed. I'm not sure who is it, it is. Fernandez now? Uh, I can't remember. Casemiro, if he would be in there. Uh, I don't know if Luke Shaw. I, I don't know. I know Maguire was removed to captaincy, captaincy over the summer because, I mean, he was he was rumored. Yeah, He was Fernandez supposed to go somewhere else. Okay. Fernandez is yeah. Maguire was rumored to be going somewhere else, and now all of a sudden he's – He's Manchester United's best center back again. So it's been a weird, a weird turn of events there. Um, so as I was saying, Manchester United back to back or three straight home matches. The last time they were on the road was the one nil loss against Newcastle where no, they were, they, they didn't really show anything before that. It was the match against Everton where they needed a Garnacho goal of the season, basically uh, to get a lead and then kind of build on that lead. So what are we banking on for Manchester United? I will say between us, in terms of our records, uh, I'm still undefeated in my Manchester United bets this season. So I'm going to keep that going here. As I said, corners and waiters. I got Liverpool minus one and a half corners in the first half, minus 110. Liverpool at home has been one of the best things pretty much all season. Granted, they they just gave up three goals against Fulham. But um, I think Liverpool are just going to be – Kind of on the front foot from the start here. I think they're just going to really go for it. I don't think Klopp's going to, you know, sit back and take this one easy. That's not really how they play anyways. But you look at Manchester United, I just pulled up some of these uh, corners allowed numbers. They're the fourth worst team away from home, allowing 7.57 corners uh, per 90 minutes away from home this season at seven matches. So minus one and a half corners in the first half here. Is minus one ten. I think we we could get like Liverpool four five corners in the first half, and then maybe Manchester United get two or three kind of thing. Or sorry, one or two kind of thing. So if that's what I'm thinking, I'll just take Liverpool minus one and a half, and then we don't have to worry about maybe it's four nil. You know, late in the second half, we don't have to worry about okay, maybe Liverpool don't get any corners in the final twenty minutes, and then Manchester United get a few or something like that, and they're and they're pressing kind of thing. This is why I do the first half bets. So Liverpool minus one and a half corners in the first half, minus 110. Chris has Liverpool money line with Salah anytime goal score at minus 115. So here we go. What? Give me a score line here. Give me a score line for Liverpool. I'll say – I'll let you go first, actually. Three now. You're going with this clean sheet. Yeah, I'm, I am. I was going um, to – I was thinking four one is what I was what, thinking. What I would prefer is if they go Simakas out left and then Gomez at right, and then they just put keep Endo on the bench and put Trent at at the six. That would, I mean, they they've essentially yes. been doing they've essentially been doing that in the second half of the last like three matches, yeah. where they bring on they bring you know Gomez on or one of the two on and then move Trent into the midfield. Why not just do that from the jump? 
Yeah, I mean, that's where he played there a bunch in preseason. I know he's played there for England as well. Um, I mean, he's still, like, even when with, with the ball and in the and even in the current formation, it's kind of like what Manchester City does to where it's like, okay, it would be like TA would be like the John Stones or Akanji yeah, playing Kanji, yeah. in this midfield role. And then technically, I guess Endo would be next to him as the Rodri kind of thing or what, or McAllister in there is sort of a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, your, your idea, I mean, would make sense, but you're just throwing some shade on Endo, which. No, uh, I, I like, I, I mean, he proved, proved pivotal in that Fulham game, but I mean, if, if you really want yeah. to put your best 11 out there, it would be, it would be, you know, the ghost of Go, Joe Gomez coming in at right back and Simicasso left. And Trent just pulling the strings. That, that's when they're their best. I don't know. That's what it seems like, at least. Ghost of Joe Gomez. I think he's uh, only 26 years old. It feels like he's like 36 years old. <laughs> Joe Gomez is 26? I think so. That is surprising. He is 26, yeah. There you go. Just get, um, just getting into his prime right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does feel like he's been around a, long, a while. I could did he sign a new contract recently? I feel like he, uh, I feel like he was on his way out, or maybe those Simicas, one of those guys, just like signed a new contract over the summer or something. I was like, oh, I guess he's going to stay at Liverpool, kind of a thing. So, yeah. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Team parlay, yeah. Yeah. Team parlay time. Uh, What do we got? So you're talking about this Newcastle match. Newcastle, so Wednesday, they have this game against uh, AC Milan. They're up 1-0. Pretty much everyone on their team seemingly running on fumes because they're running out the same 11 every game. So they did get Longstaff back. They got Dan Burn back. Kieran Trippier is suspended for this one. Anthony Gordon picked up a hamstring issue. We don't know his exact status, but they go – they had, they're unfortunate to go from this Wednesday to Saturday match here that they're not playing Sunday. So kind of running on fumes here, but they are home. They do have more success at home. Granted, they just, you know, they gave up that loss against, uh, against AC Milan, but a little different situation, but Fulham coming off back to back five nil losses. What do you think is going to happen at St. James park here on Saturday? Fulham coming off back to back five nil wins, right? Yes, uh, it is. Yeah. It is early. <laughs> Five no wins. Yes, there, there. Uh, 
impressive results for Fulham, maybe not the most impressive opponents. Newcastle all last season, they hung their hat on their ability. They were the best. I think them and United were the best two teams in the league at home. I mean, St. James Park, you listen, anytime they're playing there, it's liable to be a a win or at least a really good, a strong defensive performance. I looked, uh, they are still again, you know, same, same deals last season. They're the best team in the league at home defensively. They've given up four goals. Two of those came in the, the loss to Liverpool. I looked and then the other one was uh, two weeks ago against Chelsea. They gave up a goal. And then the other one was a goal against uh, Aston Villa very early in the season that I think they won that match four one. So they've been incredibly strong at home. Uh, I, despite Fulham playing really well recently, I, I believe too much in Newcastle at home. I think they are, they probably, and despite them being kind of gutted from a, from an injury injury and suspension perspective, I still think they, they are just too strong at St. James Park to give this game away. I like the Newcastle money line for my end of the parlay. It is minus, minus one fifteen. Oh, it went down a bit. So minus one fifteen last night is minus one twenty. Get in on that. I think uh, even you know that's that's my bet for the parlay. But if you wanted to go like to keep a clean sheet, that would be a, a fun one to to consider. I like it. Newcastle at home. Uh, yeah, I was going under the the Fulham assumption that playing playing at Craven Cottage is get it, giving them a lot of boosts. That's why they won these, these five, no matches though. You know, they, they did get those three goals against Liverpool and they probably maybe should have got a point against Liverpool. So, you know, that part is a bit worrying, but I do also wonder if removing Trippier from the lineup actually helps them defensively. Um, so I don't know how many goals he's been at fault for, for the last few matches, but it's at least four that he's been at fault for. And uh, I can't remember exactly what happened on Tuesday or Wednesday, but I, he may have been at fault for one of the early goals uh, against Rafael Leao uh, at one point there. But I think actually, you know, he's the crossing, one of the best crossers in the league, one of the best set piece takers, but I think maybe removing him may actually help defensively. So, and then you're also getting Dan Burn back who is, probably their best defensive fullback that they have um, yeah. since he's, you know, has played a lot of center back throughout his career. Um, so I think maybe that helps them here in this spot. And I think, you know, they get, they get a goal or two playing at home. And then instead of, you know, letting, letting go of that lead like they did against AC Milan, maybe they just hold on to it. Uh, hold on to it. Win like a one nil, two nil kind of game. I, I, I agree with your bet there. So, Thanks, so we got, we got to finish on another corners game here. Another corners <laughs> bet here. Uh, I I wrote another about wrote about another corners bet in my article. Um, just a lot of corners, a lot of spots for corners. You got a lot of home favorites. You got kind of some odds that I like as well. I think I don't know. Maybe the odds are turning in our favor in terms of betting corners. But I got Chelsea minus one point seven five corners in the first half against Sheffield United. This one is pretty self-explanatory. I, I've talked about possession a bunch on this show. Sheffield United are second to last terms of possession. They also don't get a ton of corners. Actually, I'm on the cheat sheet right now, so let's let's take a look at corners allowed. Um, so rotoware.com slash soccer trial, you get the cheat sheet here, and you can see pretty easily Sheffield United allow the most corners in the league per 90 minutes, 7.19 corners. I think it was against Liverpool, their first game under Chris Wilder. Uh, they gave up nine corners in the first half, I think is the number if I remember correctly. 
so Chelsea are a team that, you know, get plenty of uh, corners themselves and they get possession a lot. So let, let's just go with another game where I think Chelsea can get four or five corners by themselves in the first half. And it, our chef of the United going to get one, maybe uh, either way, Chelsea minus 1.75 corners first half against Sheffield United. That's minus 110. Newcastle money line against Fulham minus 115. Put that together. We're at plus 258 odds on the team parlay. Chris, are you sick of hearing about corner bets yet? No, I think I'm. I think I'm like fully indoctrinated on the corner bets. I, I had. A, I almost wrote down the Chelsea over six and a half corners was minus 140 when I looked at it last night. Not necessarily the odds I'd take, but Sheffield giving up a ton of corners, so it, that uh, that makes sense. And you know who doesn't love a good corner bet? Well, someone I think someone yelled at us for for giving out too many corners bet. I forgot where that was, but uh, I cannot hear the haters. I can't. Uh, the most interesting game here. We're not talking about maybe not the most interesting game, but Manchester City are at home against Crystal Palace. Uh, I just want to pull up this lineup here for Crystal Palace. They might get Tyreek Mitchell back at left back, so that may help a little bit. They had Nathaniel Klein starting there opposite Joe Ward. But so looking at the injury list, I don't think Edward's actually going to be available. Uh, uh, I think we were actually – so the, the press conference just came out when we started here. But Jefferson Lerm is out. DeCore is out. Jordan Ayew suspended. Eze is out. John Stone is out. I think Edward is out. So we have we have all of these. They're going to get their third string goalkeeper in here because Dean Henderson is out. So that's Remy Matthews. He came on last week, and I think he allowed he allowed two goals against Crystal Palace. I want or against Liverpool. I want to say. Um, so Remy Matthews, and then this midfield. I don't know who's actually going to start here. Chris Richard Richards has been started and somewhat playing well. Will Hughes, and then I put a Ahamada in here. I don't think he's gotten a start this season. Not sure what they're going to do. Uh, Mateta getting, I think, his first start, first league start of the season. And then they're just going against Manchester City at the at the head. So just like uh, this is against, is this going to be, you think, a classic Roy Hodgson game where it's nil-nil going to the 80th minute? Or is this going to be 5 nil because Crystal Palace are playing a bunch of B-team, B-squad players here? I think City will probably just, they'll probably win. Like, Well, no Holland, right? Yeah, so no Holland. Probably no Holland. Yeah, probably no Holland. So that's, I mean, it's still a Pep City. So, but I think it's just like a, a you know, workman like 2 0 for City. They have like 80% possession. Yeah, I got to. Roy, try, Roy tries to sit in, but it just like, they're too he good. Doesn't. City's too good, too talented to, to like be faced at all by that. And yeah, I think, I think that's how it ends up. Yeah, there's just so many questions about, about their midfield right now. And if Mitchell doesn't start, then it's Nathaniel Klein, you know, taking on whoever Grayless you're folding kind of thing. So yeah. uh tough spot for them, but rotoware.com slash soccer trial. Check out this FPL cheat sheet. Remember, use this as a guide. Uh, I have to remind Chris of this because he was bashing it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was bashing it. Adam, pre-show, we were talking a little FPL. Adam, you know, doing great. I'm pretty middling. And uh, he's like, and I was like, well, it's because I'm using the cheat sheet. <laughs> But the cheat is good, at least for a couple of things. You just can't use it as your, you know, it may, maybe you shouldn't pick your starting 11 every week from it, but you should. You could. You could. You could. Holland minus 200 guy. score. A good, a good guy. Solemn minus 135. Tied with Julian Alvarez here. Yeah. 
followed by Nicholas Jackson. All right, Chris, you can find him at chro 8 on Twitter. I'm at Rotozadrike. Make sure to like and subscribe to the video if you're watching on YouTube or Twitter, or uh, leave us a comment in the podcast feed if you're if you're listening on the podcast. This has been Kits and Waders. Good luck on your bets. See everyone next week. Holiday season is almost upon us here. So, Chris, hope you're ready to to discuss Christmas at length and what you think about Christmas cookies, Christmas cookies, Boxing Day fixtures, which there isn't a ton of them this season, but that's that's for another time. That's for next week. Chris, thanks for joining me on Friday morning. We'll see everyone next week. Let's win some money. Thanks, Adam. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.